Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hello and you are very welcome along to the Unpopular Opinion Podcast. My name is Jen. I'm Carla. And you're in for a treat this week because we have another guest. Yeah. In addition to last week's guest. And this week we are joined by Luke. Hello. How are you? I'm Thanks very good. For Thanks for having on. me. So you, do you want to do the intro here, Carla? Because I feel like I'm, I'm yeah. going to do it enough justice. Sorry, go for it there. So I first started following... You. Well, your brand. Sorry, yeah. it was your brand because yeah. of like because of your um your packaging. Yeah. I'm obsessed. So you have a startup beauty brand mm-hmm. called Lukey Lukey Beauty. Yeah. It's so fucking cute. It's baby blue. And it's just like the little the little um painting. I am actually I'm so obsessed with it. It was so funny because I was showing like my friends last night and they're like, <laughs> it's like, like adorable. But so you are a small Irish business owner yeah. who operates out of two different countries. Yeah, but exactly. also has been featured in Vogue. Has some had like some amazing like products used in shoots. Just out of like not out of nowhere, obviously out of a lot of hard work. Yes. <laughs> um, we just want to chat to you a little bit about that. So introduce yourself for anything. I just kind of gave you a top line. So if you want to just introduce yourself, anything else you want to let our listeners know before we get started? Yeah, perfect. So I'm Luke, um, and I started my business. I I always wanted to have my own business, and it's something I always kind of wanted to do. But um, I never knew exactly what kind of niche I wanted to do or what exact area of the industry I wanted to be in. My whole past is in hairdressing. And I was a stylist for close to about nine years. And then I actually worked as a teacher in in a college as a hairdresser for for three years. Okay. And I loved, I really loved hairdressing and I loved the industry, but I always just felt like something... It didn't match me perfectly. Yeah, yeah. I always said, like, I'm really passionate about my career and I'm really passionate about beauty. Yeah. But was I passionate about going into a salon and doing hair all day, every day? Like, I wasn't really. Yeah, yeah. I always kind of knew I wanted my own business. Yeah, yeah. But then your natural kind of training thought then is, oh, I should have a salon. And I never wanted a hair salon. Yeah. I just mm-hmm. knew I didn't. I wanted my own brand and I just, I could never think of what I wanted to do. And then I did a master's in fashion in, um, in Madrid. And then I went into lockdown. I moved to Madrid and then we went straight into lockdown after about three months. So I did my master's from home. And I just, I I was really lucky. I had a teacher that worked in Spanish Vogue and I, loads of my teachers were like photographers and videographers Mm -hmm. and they kind of opened my mind to the bigger um, kind of spectrum of beauty. Yeah. Because when I did that um, course, I thought I wanted to move into fashion. Yeah. And every, like every single time that I did any kind of project, all my teachers were like, you keep going back to beauty. Like, I don't 
and I was really insulted like I want to do fashion yeah. and they were like and then in the end I was like I, I really think I do belong in beauty because whenever we had a project I'd always lean towards yeah. the beauty stuff yeah so <clears throat> I, I got an internship writing beauty articles for like an online magazine and then I just started doing that and that's when I stopped thinking of just hair and I, I thought of everything in beauty because yeah. it, it, it's all the same it's all color fashion mm. style like when I used to teach hairdressing you're teaching color theory that's mm-hmm. the kind of um the foundation of all hairdressing and it's the same with makeup and it's the same with fashion it's mm. all just color and what works and what doesn't work so then I got the idea of what I wanted to do and it was like a light bulb moment I could see everything I knew like baby blue is my favorite color so I knew exactly what I wanted to look like I could see it in my head um and I, I just I could just see it really clearly so then it was just like obviously like you're saying trying to figure out how to start a business yeah, yeah. and it's really annoying but there's no easy way it's literally sitting in front of your laptop and googling how do you start a business oh my god and yeah. <laughs> like allergic and yeah. then it's like it, it, i think when when you are starting a business you do it in like bite-sized chunks yeah, yeah so i was like okay well like i have to register a business then i have to like look at insurance then i have to see you know like it's, it's so small that in the end when you look back it's like oh god Mm, if yeah, I knew it was that much, would I do it again? Like, I definitely yeah. would. But it, it is a lot to set it up. But yeah, the, the hardest part for me was actually finding a manufacturer. Yeah. Because I had, like, things that I, I wanted. I wanted it to be vegan, cruelty-free, and made in Europe. Because the quality is just yeah. always a lot higher when it's made within Europe. And the um, your ingredients and all the compliance things are a lot more strict in Europe. So yeah. it's always, like, it's the best quality. it can be. Um. So all that obviously costs a lot. So I knew that my, lo- my, my first launch would be quite small. Mm. And I knew that I could launch more products if I got them manufactured elsewhere and the packaging wasn't as nice. But I was like, I have to just, I, I, I knew that I had to have such pride in the product that I was, I'm just in love with it. And I, I really am. I absolutely, mm. I love it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the starting point for me, it took me probably about a year and a half to find the right manufacturer. Yeah. Some of them, um, some of them they all they all work differently so some of them have like a catalogue of products and you yeah. just choose the colours you want whereas I wanted to create my own colours so is it a, <clears throat> sorry I'm just going to explain yeah. a little bit more about that process so yeah. it's something that I think has gone big on like TikTok at the moment as well everyone's talking about not just like beauty or you know brands coming out with with makeup they're now getting really into like trend led and also where these products are being made from so like mm-hmm. the two kind of bigger ones for formulations is in europe italy yeah has the best kind of it's supposed to be known for like the best color for formulations and korea because korea yeah. are always coming up with tech so mm. like they've got crazy new tech but what i thought was really interesting about like an interesting about this as a whole is that like celebrity makeup lines have kind of you know they came from Back in the day where, like, Jessica Simpson was doing, like, dessert beauty the, for her. The, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you remember the, the campaign was just her, like, dipping her fingers in cream and licking yeah. them off her foot? And then she felt really sick by the end of it because she had eaten yeah, so much did, of the whipped cream. Yeah, yeah, and she was like, I don't think I could do this anymore. And they were like, we yeah. need more shots. More yeah. shots for you, Jessica. But, like, and that was so just, here's a line. Mm-hmm. We're going to give you X amount of the profits and uh, and away you go. And the, it could be shite, you get yeah, me? Yeah, face just gets pulled yeah. out. Like Versus say what's happened with like Lady Gaga and House Labs, which was started off as kind of like, I never really understood why she did House Labs. Because mm-hmm. like, I don't think, and this is, again, this is my own opinion. People mm-hmm. will be, I don't think Lady Gaga is known for makeup. No, I think she's I known think for so. her and like her style. And I yeah. think if she had clothing line, I'd probably understand a little bit more. But I'm like, you're not 
known for like your makeup and like her makeup artist Sarah Tana is um she wouldn't be a fave of mine but she's also not really known for she just does like like her and Lady Gaga just do everything together so therefore she's just she's just her makeup mm. artist she's just her makeup artist but you wouldn't be like oh I need to go for her she's a trendsetter she's really gonna like teach yeah. us loads about beauty or whatever so she did house house labs or sorry did she do house beauty first and then it turned to house labs I can't I think it turned yeah, to house labs house labs so house beauty was like completely different it was a colour focused line and it was kind of like cheaper and it just seemed to be like mass produced and whatever then it was like sold on Amazon sold on Target it was kind of mm-hmm. sold in lots of um, like very big commercial spots yeah and then that flipped to her doing House Labs, which is now completely different. Mm-hmm. She's gone really, in, like, she has, like, some of the best tech mm. ever in in beauty. She's this, like, triclone formulation in her foundations. Mm-hmm. She's really put, a, like, a ton of time and effort into making this a really interesting and cool kind of beauty brand. On the flip side, you have someone like Selena Gomez, who I don't think should have had any skin in the beauty game. Because again, not a girl that's known for mm. like makeup or beauty or mm-hmm. like is a beautiful girl, obviously, but she wouldn't be like, she wouldn't be the person that you think of when you're like, yeah, I really want a cool makeup look. I'm going to go on her page. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to emulate her style. Um, and then rare beauty is just like, because again, she put really, really good and a time and effort into finding the right manufacturer, the right packaging. And the, like her whole thing is nothing's more than $30. Like that's her whole mission is like no matter what it is, if it's a foundation, a concealer, all the way down to her colour line, which is generally a little bit cheaper. Yeah. Nothing is more expensive than $30. So it's mm-hmm. accessible, but it's still like Sephora. It's still like premium. It's everywhere. It's just like, I just find it so it's mad. Huge. Like versus where we were, were with like Jessica Simpson's beauty line and the Kardashians famous Chroma. Yeah. Loved it. <laughs> I actually had some of that stuff, but like it's very different now. And I feel like, there's such a misunderstanding and I don't know how you feel about this and I don't know how involved you were, but there was obviously we had like bloggers unveiled yeah. who then started like finding out that people were cataloging, buying, bulk buying makeup from like Alibaba or, mm-hmm. or China and kind of cheap, quick Chinese cosmetics. Although a lot of Irish brands still do that. I think they do it a lot more in a clever way, shall we mm-hmm. say? To where people are like now on TikTok, it's a real trend where they're starting to like understand makeup and where it comes from and the tech behind it and what's good like you know Canada's good for a certain thing Italy's good for another thing so I just find it mad how it's like that big difference Mm -hmm. do you find like that do you find information because even back in the day if you typed in how to start a beauty brand I feel like it would just be like Alibaba (laughs) it would be like cataloging like you know Morphe and all that other kind of stuff and people thought that was like the height of sophistication Mm -hmm. for a while obviously Morphe made a huge international brand doing that now not so much they've had a little bit of you know issues but I find it like where we were say maybe even five years ago versus where we are now to you having to start finding like manufacturers like how do you start that process how do you even get in like other than obviously Google but like how do yeah. you how do you even decide on those things um well I definitely think you're right I think it, it I, I I think with people like Selena Gomez for me I think what's really amazing about brands like that is like Sarah Jessica or Sarah Jessica Jessica Simpson's mm-hmm brand was always just her yeah like anyone buying it is going to be a fan of her her, whereas say like selena gomez i wouldn't really know selena gomez outside of rare beauty so to me i would just think of the brand i wouldn't even think of her necessarily straight away when i think of it Mm -hmm. and it's almost the same with house labs now obviously it's lady gaga's brand but i think like she is a different fan base to the people that might buy her music and her makeup could be totally different people Mm, different age brackets and stuff like that and i think that's down to just ha- having really good makeup maybe people like 
that don't know Lady Gaga or don't like her very much. Yeah. If the makeup's great, then they don't identify. It. It's not exactly. like one and the same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's like, yeah. it's like strong brand identity, but also I think you're right. It's like that marketing machine that back in the day, I feel like the early 2000s, that's all anyone did. Do you remember Skechers and all their lines? Yeah, and Christina Aguilera was the, the like... <laughs> Your fave. She's my fave as well. <laughs> yeah, I love Christina. I love yeah, and she did all the... I, I actually went into a shoe shop back when she was the face of Skechers. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know, I was like 12 or 13. And I got like the big life-size cut out oh, of her in her bedroom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> would have had that in a room. Yeah, like, love absolutely. You. Stripped. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, nar- I narrated my fucking teenage years. She <laughs> would piss all over anybody. <laughs> Did you see when she came to Dublin... I saw her in the Point Depot for the strip tour. Oh, I've never seen her live. And oh, she's I'm really fucking good. raging. I love her. And the Black Eyed Peas supporter was like, they just Black had come Eyed out. Black Eyed Peas supported her. Yeah. It's so f- mad. It's so funny when you look back at the history of who supported who, who? back in the day because they're so big now. It's like, yeah. they used to be a support act. What? Yeah, you're like, what? Like, yeah, because they would have been like, that actually probably would have just been the cusp of like them becoming yeah, Whereas the love just mm. came out. So like, they were big, but it was, oh, everyone yeah. I think thought they were like a one-hit one. That's like, 2003 era kind of yeah. yeah I love yeah. what it's a time good. to be alive I know but like isn't it so different and funny as I said like the information how quickly like things have kind of ran on from there I feel like mm. starting a business starting a beauty business back in the day was just like you weren't doing it unless you had a lethal amount of investment or somebody was essentially a figurehead and just plopping you into it exactly it was it was just mad yeah do you feel like it's kind of more accessible now though or kind of I don't want to say saturated because that has a, cause a, like a negative connotation, but it's it's obviously more popular now to be just like, yeah, Grant, I'm going to start my own brand. Whereas before yeah. it was kind of like only the big boys. If you had serious quit, like yeah, you need a lot yeah. of investment, a lot of money put into it. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's really hard because you'd often even see people on TikTok or like really popular influencers start a brand. But then you look at their brand and it's like, well, if you've like 5 million followers, how is your brand not doing well? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think that always just comes down to it doesn't matter who you are or it doesn't matter any of that long term. It just comes down to is your product really good? Is your product really good and is it like marketable enough? Do you know? I've seen some amazing, like, I find it funny when you look back to like all the staples of like makeup, the things that, you know, back or CMA, you know, all Mm. of the kind of French brands that were even makeup forever to a point. And they're just very kind of like, that's it. Bog standard, bog standard mm-hmm. packaging. The quality is unbelievable. Mm. They kind of had a resurgence around 2016 when people realized that there was like some really good quality stuff there. But like even still, they're just kind of ticking over, only really known by professionals. Now you have this kind of what I find is really good, but also I'd love to know your thoughts as well because mm-hmm. I find I find it difficult. Obviously, as a makeup artist and somebody who has a background in makeup, there's a lot of products that are just too advanced for commercial use. Yeah. And then they get a really bad rep. And you're like, but you're not fucking using it correctly. And that's the issue. So it's like, you can't come and say it's doing X, Y, and Z when it's like, it's a professional product mm-hmm. that just so happened to get hype because you saw someone who was a professional an ex, or an ex-Mac makeup girl or, mm-hmm. you know, one of those kind of like, I feel like ex-Mac girls are everywhere, especially on American TikTok. And they're amazing. Yeah. Because I feel like the quality of Mac artists in America was just like through, like in Ireland and the UK at one point, anybody could go into Mac and get a job, like toward the end. Not like back in the glory days, like 2008, 2009, that kind of way. Like toward the like 2017, 2018, when it started Mm -hmm. becoming less relevant versus the American girls. I just think like they're, they're like, well, from what I've always seen, I'm like, wow, they were like, trend setters they mm. kept a really high standard over there but like i feel like it's really hard to get a product that is not only very good quality 
packaged really well, branded, really strong brand identity, but then also has that kind of like takeoff where people will understand it and understand how to use it. Yeah. You get me? Yeah, I really get that because I found that huge in hairdressing that even hairdressers are like, I hate that shampoo, it makes your hair greasy. And it's like, well, it's from like the biggest hair brand in the world. So they're not going to release like a greasy shampoo. So maybe like you're using it wrong or maybe it's on the wrong person or maybe you know, you're putting too much of it in the hair. Yeah. So I think from teaching, from teaching that really taught me that education is important and that people, you have to take it that people know zero. They don't know how to open the bottle. Like they don't, you see, we're so used to it because we're around it all the time that other people don't have a clue. And if you assume people know any level of how to use it, there's just more room for error. So I think it has to be really clear if it's an easy to use product and if it is like you said more of a professional product mm-hmm. people do need to know that it is good but yeah it might not maybe you can't use it correctly or it's not right for your skin type yeah. or your client skin type or yeah like i think there there definitely is a big difference in my mind of professional products and like consumer products yeah and i find it really interesting because obviously you have now like this celebrity makeup artist celebrity hair artist mm. that's kind of becoming like a bigger mm. like it's like they're becoming more accessible they're showing tips and tricks and there's a lot of frustration and i think that's it as well like, there's a lot of frustration in beauty i actually did podcasts kind of similar to this mm. it was more about trends um with one of my friends Fanula. And we were talking about like beauty trends, like latte girl makeup and strawberry girl makeup. That's out in flop culture soon, by the way, guys. I'll tell you, (laughs) there's a little plug for her. Um, But we were talking about like trends and how they happen and what's going on and all that other kind of stuff. But what we were saying is that there's a knowledge gap, but a frustration, I feel like, in consumers sometimes where they like buy a foundation, put it on. They're like, it's not working. It's shite in the bin. And it's such like a fast kind of like such a fast paced consumer layout nowadays instead mm-hmm. of like taking the time to really understand products because like back in the day you were like no I've seen a thousand people use this now there is there's a skill set here I need to like learn and develop versus just like on to the next one on to the next one it's like there's always something new to buy um, and I think with hair what's funny as well because when you said that about there's being a makeup artist yeah and all that like being a hairdresser mm-hmm. and all of that but then when you have to go into education you completely unlearn everything like really bad habits basically (laughs) and you have to like relearn how you're doing everything and how you're speaking to people and that's like that's where the difference is it's like that's probably why you have such a strong brand identity because you're like I know from the bottom I'm gonna have to literally teach them everything versus again having that frustration of somebody buying something not really knowing how to use it I find hair is really like that because I'm choice of hair. Oh, but I'm God. just giving it, so I'm many, giving it a go. <laughs> you know, I'm here, so I'm giving it a go. so many different opinions <laughs> from, like, trichologists yeah. to professional, like, hair educators and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And it's like, err. The sulfate's good for your hair. Are they not? Are they, I thought like, silicones you know, were bad. You're like, I thought silicone was shit for your hair, but apparently yeah. it's good. And like, you know, all this sort of stuff. It's like it's just a minefield. Ingredient yeah. wars, and it's like yeah. it's like um, MSG back in the days when yeah. we all heard MSG was like MSG is just like for umami taste. Like that's yeah. all MSG salty, does. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Like yeah. it just adds that kind of like depth to your meal. And everybody mm. was like, MSG makes you sick, and that's why you're sick after a Chinese. No, you're sick after a Chinese because of volume a volume of the amount. 
themselves. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, no, dehydrating your you body. Eat, chew it, probably. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, you, it, you Inhaled you it. You swallowed the chicken ball whole. <laughs> yeah. I thought that like one of the hardest things is like so many brands educate. Like so, if you're teaching for one brand, you're yeah. you're not obviously you're being yourself, but you're doing what you're told from them. Yeah. And then sometimes other brands will have different guidelines, mm-hmm. or you might be teaching for like say one brand, so you yeah. might be teaching for like L'Oreal, but they have one line of products that are like ammonia free and one aren't. Yeah. And the ammonia free one will talk about how bad ammonia is, but then you have to go and also te- so. Yeah, so you're like, anyway, so forget what I said about the ammonia free. So we're going to talk yeah. about ammonia products now and yeah. the ammonia. And I suppose a good bit of like capitalism and consumerism comes mm. into that as well like it, yeah. they are trying to market something at the end of the day so like something that's sulfate free they're going to talk about how shit sulfates are but then you're going to have a hair educator who's like no actually a certain amount of them you kind of need them but like, it's yeah. about that learn and unlearn like how hard it is to get people to unlearn things like silicones I haven't a clue if they're good or bad anymore yeah. I know but I remember silicones and makeup was a real kind of like silicones fine in makeup absolutely yeah. fine it's yeah Mm. One of the best things is because it gives you the smoothest finish. It doesn't absorb into your pores. It's not like no. people were going around being like, it's like petrol. It yeah. just absorbs right it's in acid there. on your skin. Yeah, it's yeah. Acid. Might as well be walking around with a pylon in your back. <laughs> yeah, like, honestly, <laughs> I was like, no, it actually creates another like cushiony layer yeah. so that things don't yeah. sink in and mm. that pollution doesn't sink in. It sits on the top. Like that's the whole point. Or like then there was this thing of like skincare ingredients in makeup, but then making sure that it doesn't sink into the skin. Oh my God. Like I actually, there's such a landscape out there. And all it takes is like one or two people going viral saying one or two uh, things yeah. negatively to make or break your brand, your product, your anything. Do you yeah. get me? And it's so like yeah. K18 in particular. I hadn't, I got K18, hadn't a breeze how to use it. I was like, this is shite. What's going on? Until somebody left a message on my TikTok being like, you know that you have to work it into a paste. And I literally DM'd her immediately being like, what do you mean? She was like, keep <laughs> working it. Keep working it until it turns into like a white paint. Then you apply it. And I was like, oh. yeah. Me yeah. there, like, this is shy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you just didn't know how to use it. Yeah. yeah. Like, and I was like, just all from one person. Like, that's why I kind of like social media, though, as well. People are like, you're using that wrong. And I'm like, oh. But that's why it's it. nice, I think, following. Like, there's, there's certain um, YouTube channels I would follow for, like, mm-hmm. inspiration for my brand on, like, upcoming products and, yeah, yeah. and trends and stuff. And I think it's good when someone's like, oh, I don't like that. And then the next video, they might come on and say, well, someone actually left a comment and told me that, like, I'm using it backwards or whatever. Yeah. And then they use it again. And it's like, a learning experience because that's what happens in real life and I think mm. that's fine as well yeah but like what I do hate is like what you said when when people like just shit all over a product yeah like I don't know what they're called did you see like the like glossy mac lipsticks everyone oh, does on yeah. a tiktok sorry oh my like, god did you see that no so it's like a lip like a lip gloss they're called um lip squirts and lip everybody squirts. was like Bleh. and I know everybody was like Bleh. but I was like that's part of the marketing you know yeah yeah, yeah. but like you're meant to put it up like a tiny bit and like pat it on your lip mm. but everyone's putting it up like halfway because it's like it's really soft and then like putting on their lip and it breaks off and they're like these are shite the way that they're made but also the way that they made them is they made them in like blo- it's like colour theory so they made them in certain ways and yeah. like the amount of people coming on being like, no, people are buying this wrong. They were like buying the green one, but like they're all to do to neutralize things. So like the blue one, you put you put on if your lip. Do you ever put on a lip and you're like, that's a bit warm now, you're like it's a bit mm. orange on, a bit orangey looking. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you bang on the blue one and it neutralizes it. So it gives it like a gloss oh. and a plumping finish, but mm. also neutralizes that color. So it essentially, like doubles every 
lip you have because if you're like say wearing tan you want something a bit warmer like a, a like a really nice warm neutral nude mm. you'd wear it nor like say you'd wear something like like a Mario suede or something like that and then if you're like a little bit less pale or if you're going for a grungier eye makeup look mm-hmm. or anything it just diversifies the product it looks like wearing a totally different lipstick right so it's really like it's cool and it's interesting and it's different but the issue is and I think that's where it's like uh, influencer marketing isn't the best because they send PR boxes out to people that are known for makeup, but not like makeup artists. Like you're one Meredith Dubrow, whatever. Oh my God. You know, you're one with the foundation. Yeah. Pumps the foundation like 20 one. pumps. Like she's like one of the, she I is ta- there. I tagged you in it and I yeah. was like, please do this. I was like, I absolutely, I, I couldn't do it to myself. I'd want, I would want to die. For anybody who doesn't rate, no, she puts foundation on with her hands basically, but she uses like, the bumps. most amount yeah. of foundation yeah. you've ever seen but by the end of it she looks unreal and I'm like is she trolling us is she actually taking half of this off, I don't off know, camera I don't, I've heard such conflicting stories I've heard people be like in person she looks unbelievable I don't know what it is yeah I don't know I think again look she's she got very famous it's ve- for doing she's that so very young famous. to be wearing so much makeup yeah. though, like and I'd love to just see in real life yeah because sometimes even by like if you wear a bit of BB day. cream you look nice but then in real life it's like oh cake yeah yeah, because yeah. like Mario did her makeup and did it on half a pump, mm. and she was literally like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna die here!" And he made her look beautiful; like she looked yeah. incredible. But I could tell she was so uncomfy the whole time. She was like, Ugh. "And she's stunning anyway with no she's, makeup, and yeah. she's beautiful. She's Gorgeous. like a model." Mm. But um, again, not a makeup artist; no. just somebody who has a technique and kind of went viral for that one or two. Same with Michaela. Like Michaela, yeah. Michaela mm. got big because she put like she understood how to use Narsoft Mac concealer. Nobody else was using pretty much correctly. And she was. She was using it for like acne coverage. She was showing people how she covers up her acne. She went absolutely viral. She's very good at doing her own makeup. But yeah. like, sorry, she's very good at doing her own makeup in her own style. Yeah. But like, again, she's not a professional makeup no. artist. Like she's like, I think she worked in Ulta maybe for a mm-hmm. while or something along those lines. But like when you're sending people like that, these PR boxes and they're getting it and they're just going immediately, new lipstick, bang. And they're not reading the... They're the, not like, thinking about the it. signs behind her, or yeah. Like the whole or point. Wanting of it. to understand the product. Now that's mm. not every beauty influencer. No, but it's a lot of people, I suppose, as well. And I'd say that's really frustrating as a brand owner because you're like, I want people to get this and understand it. Like it's an indie brand. Um, but tell us a little bit more. So you launched with a color line first. Yeah. So yeah. that that was a big thing. I was like, what will I have my first product be? And yeah. I was I. So there's a reason behind what I chose. Two main reasons. So like the more kind of. Um, business reason is I just think blush was quite tre- it's timeless but it's also trendy yeah. like it's more popular now I think like when my friends were in their like early 20s and teens no one would have wore blush back then yeah. it was a real L one thing wasn't yeah. It? Yeah. yeah whereas it's after becoming kind of more everyone wears it now um, and then I also thought blush is a nice standalone product so I was like if I have lipstick you need lots of shades to kind of tick every box whereas blush you can get away with I think having less you don't need to have like 20 shades of blush yes if you have four someone will probably relate to one of them yeah whereas like lipstick you could have 20 shades of red and you still don't have enough yeah yeah, 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 um, yeah. and then also like if you get into lips it's like but then you need lipstick and lip gloss and lip liners so that's why I thought that's a good product and then also I was just thinking kind of like personally what would be a good one and growing up my whole life I just have rosy cheeks and I, w- I would blush really easily like if I was out in the cold and just came yeah. in inside I would just like Flush, flush really easy mm. and I was always really self-conscious about that when I was much younger like in my late teens early 20s and it's just kind of taking kind of control of your insecurities and kind of celebrating them in a way so I just thought that was a nice reason as well to have blush as my first product mm-hmm. um and then initially 
I had three shades and then I delayed the launch because I wanted to have four because I was I, I had in my head what I wanted. So I wanted a, like a pinky corally shade. I wanted a true pink. I wanted a berry shade. And then I said for the fourth one, I can pick something kind of a bit different. Yeah, something And I have like a shimmery, a yeah. shimmery kind of, oh, it's almost like a freckly kind of a color. Mm. Um, so I launched with the four of those. And again, it was like, it was in lockdown. So all the samples, I was, so the way it works, they send me the four shades that I um So where did you go them. for Italy for, for So I never went, it was in lockdown. So I was just back and forth. Yeah. So what the way my lab works is they'll color match anything for you. So if I sent them like, I don't know, a nail polish yeah. and said, can you make this, this into a, a lipstick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can do that. So I created four colors. Um, I made them myself and sent them to them. And then they basically send them back and forth to me. So I can say, that's perfect, but can you make it a bit more shimmery, a bit mm. more matte? Can you put a bit more pink in it? Can you make it paler, darker, whatever? Um, and that was the longest part because it had to work on every skin tone. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's really easy on my skin because everything looks nice on pale skin whereas yeah. on darker skin it can look very chalky yeah, yeah, yeah. so I had to kind of trial and error a lot with friends and family and stuff to make sure that they worked on every skin every tone every skin tone yeah because that was really important because I don't like we've gone past being inclusive and thinking of other people than yourself it's not a brag anymore yeah it's, it's just it, it's a done thing it's yeah, a done thing it, yeah. it shouldn't be celebrated that yeah. like you know oh we, we cut textured hair or this works on like no it, it has to just if you can't and it's harder for indie brands because we don't have the money that larger brands have to to have something for everyone. It is harder to cater to every single person when you only have four mm-hmm. products. But it needs it. It's it. It's. I just think it's gone past the point of like a discussion and well done. You're so yeah. inclusive. Like no, everyone yeah, should no. be. Yeah. <laughs> no. That no. Yeah. It's not a brag. It's like being cruelty free. Like that's not a brag anymore. And uh, people still talk about it a lot. But it's illegal not to be cruelty free if your brand is in europe yeah. yeah i know so every brand most brands that are every brand made in europe is cruelty free mm. um and again it's not like a, it shouldn't be a brag anymore it should just be the standard yeah, yeah of yeah. everyone yeah. i think yeah i think it's because we're we, we've all grown up in such a weird generation where like nothing was ethical when we were younger no. now it no, has nothing to be. was ethical <laughs> it's mad when you think nothing. back mm. at, at all nothing uh, was ethical so now we've kind of switched and flipped reversed it into this whole thing mm-hmm. so like everybody's it's such a big deal isn't it but like yeah it's like that it's like the bar's not on the floor anymore like come on <laughs> i think <laughs> you need to it's ma- it's really interesting because i think millennial millennials are kids with consumerism aren't we it's just mm-hmm. like all we want is just more 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 mm-hmm. all of the time like it was like how cheap can you get it how fast can you get it like, yeah how much of it can you get yeah versus i think gen z are a lot more like Quality over quality quantity. over quantity. Mm. They're really into um, health, like health led beauty, mm-hmm. you know, like things that are actually going to, they feel like will fill a niche in their life or feel like some kind of interesting kind of hole or have a backstory. Like they yeah. love a backstory. Do you get me? They love it, like a bit of that. So I feel like all those brands who got really popular in like 2015, 2016, where it was just like color lines after color lines and push and push and push have now fallen to the wayside and they're really allowing like indie brands kind mm-hmm. of come through and really kind of gather, I suppose, that following and and kind of bring it through. What do you feel like was your biggest challenge trying to get it off the ground? <laughs> Having enough money to do yeah. it. Like that, because that's the thing with beauty is your minimum orders are, no matter what, where you go, they're always going to be huge. Yeah. Your minimum orders for your packaging is different to each color of your product to the cardboard box it comes in. So you've minimum orders for everything because they all come from different factories. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And on, I suppose if you're going, like, if your if your business you want to do is like, say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. One hundred percent online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Making like homemade lip gloss or something like that. Obviously, that's different. But if you're manufacturing something in beauty, there's no way of getting around that you just have to save up a lot of money. Yeah. Because you need money to launch it. You need money to kind of sustain yourself while, while you're, while it, you're yeah. trying to launch yeah. it. Live. And then everything is so expensive. You know, you sending PR to people is expensive. When you have a new product, it's also a, a photo shoot. That's a load of models, hair, makeup. Yeah. Um, I'd hire an assistant light person for the day to fix all the lights, a photographer, a studio. So like it's 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 mm, it's a lot. It's quid, there's right? no there's no real cheap way to do it. Yeah. So that's that's the hardest thing in the sense of like it's the hardest thing to get, but it's also the easiest thing in the sense of like you don't need any skill to just like organize that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If you're saving and saving and saving. The main thing with the business is I for me anyway. I didn't have to think about it very much. I wasn't like, oh, will it do well? And should I do that? Everything I thought of was like, yeah, no, I want it to look like that. Yeah. I want it to be that color. I want these four. I didn't really ask people's opinions very much because mm. I just knew in my head, I just wanted to be like that. Yeah. And when people said to me like, oh, blue is kind of weird, you know? And I was like, well, okay, I'll make it rose, gold and pink because yeah. there's none of that the out there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, it has to be, I have to be able to stand behind it because I can't. I couldn't lie and pretend I loved it if I didn't. Mm-hmm. So it had to be something that like I just love. And to me, like even the the packaging itself, like I love it out of my house. I love the way it looks. I love. I think it's just I just love it, yeah. and I'm really confident about it. And there's other stuff in life you'll always be doubting yourself, and I'm hard on myself, and you know comparing yourself to others. But with my business, I never do. You're it's never the only thing I never do. That's great. I love that you stay true to yourself as well. That like that's it's a it's a great quality to have to kind of yeah. like, cause there are people who go through the absolute ringer doing what you did, like, you know, doubting themselves, getting all changing things, changing trying to become things. more marketable and yeah. then they're never really happy. So then they don't feel as confident like yeah. in the product or in yeah. themselves, if it doesn't perform or, you know, no matter, as you said, no matter what, no matter what way it performs, you know that it's absolutely you. It's absolutely what you wanted to do. And it's like, 
That's just very Whatever way yeah. it goes It doesn't matter I, I loved it yeah. yeah like It's like if you're insecure About something If someone says it You're like so upset yeah. Like if you mm. don't feel nice One day the way you're dressed And someone made a comment Or something It would upset you yeah. Whereas I'm just not insecure About my business Yeah Whereas other stuff If someone said I could be destroyed Yeah But if it's my business I'm like I don't care If someone said Oh my god I hate it I'll be like well, Fuck you then I don't care Do you know what yeah, I mean yeah, I, exactly. I really Bye yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah Like I don't care um, At all Because like I, I know the product's great and mm-hmm. I'm happy with how it looks. Yeah. And no one else, well, obviously other people do have to be happy with how it looks because I need to sell it. But I do think once you're, once you have a clear vision and you know who you want to get your products, it's just about trying to get it in front of the right people. Yeah. So the right people see it and then they'll love it as much as you do. So speaking of that, tell us hmm. now, so you launched the brand when? I launched in September last year. Last year, yeah. Yeah. And how was that like, how did you launch it or what was your plans to launch and what was kind of like what were what was your go and get so there's so much to do that I knew at the start I have to have a real clear headspace to start something new and I was like okay I'm not starting like paid advertising on Facebook and stuff because I don't I'm not in the headspace right now to like learn how to do that figure out performance marketing yeah you're like that (laughs) like there's another day for that I was like no so yeah like you do have a thing in your head I was like the second it goes online you know what I mean you think you're going to explode because you put so much hard work into it but no one else like I didn't tell anyone I was doing it I told like my parents knew my brother and then maybe two friends so I did it all very quiet and my boyfriend Um, so yeah I got all my stock and then I was dying to launch but I had to do all my like photo shoots and everything so once that was done I literally just posted it on my personal Instagram Mm -hmm. link like making my professional page um, what when you like a business account kind no, of like thing. when when you p- post but there's like two people on it like my business oh page collab oh yeah, yeah like yeah, a collaboration yeah. post yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so I put my business page and then like obviously my friends and stuff followed it and then I I literally just looked I just looked up hashtags I looked at other um Irish influencers I know went through their friends list and found probably like twenty influencers I thought represented my brand really yeah. well yeah and then I just sent them the products yeah. And the feedback was always the same. When, when they get to the right people, it's always, oh my God, I love the packaging. And yeah, they yeah. just love it before they even get it. Yeah. And then I think, it's sometimes I think when something has kind of cute packaging, you ex- you expect the product not to perform yeah. very professionally. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I do think in beauty, you either pick like a cute product or a professional a product yeah. in quite minimal packaging. So that was kind of my main thing coming up with everything was it has to look kind of cute, but still really like chic and expensive. It mm. can't look cheap but it has to have a kind of playful element to it. So I just send it to like 20 people and then people that follow them, other influencers might write to me and ask to be on the PR list. Mm-hmm. So then I might send them some. And that that's all I did at the start. The launch was just Advocacy. sending PR. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just growing really organically. Mm-hmm. So... How and competitions, make, competitions are really good to competi- grow. Oh my god, people love free. Oh, still mm. to this day, they love free stuff. I, yeah, it's, it baffles it's me. Absolutely yeah. insane. I'm like, wow. But my only thing, my only worry with beauty, it's a little bit different. But say, say me and Jen were doing a competition for, I don't know, show tickets or something. Yeah, show tickets. Like that's grand because the people that want to go to the show will obviously enter it. Yeah. But I feel like if it's like me and Jen are giving away, uh a tray Diet Coke to get more followers <laughs> or like even something bigger do you know what I mean me and you have been gifted like a fucking garden furniture suite yeah yeah we've <laughs> just got all these random like honestly we've just got all these random people it on our page no now yeah. that aren't going to listen to the podcast don't really understand like there is there's volume and there's value do you know what I mean yeah. so it's kind of like that's great you've all these followers but <clears throat> do any of them care 
Yeah. Mm. And people know, people know if something's like authentic. Yeah. Like if I was given, an, if I did a collab with like garden furniture, they know yeah. it's not, they know it's just like, we oh, want, that baby we want blue, exposure. Be fabulous. Yeah, it would. It, <laughs> yeah, would. it would be fabulous. Um, but I think people just know when it's not genuine. Yeah. And you're called out on it straight away now. Oh, I know. The comments just tear them apart. Yeah. I remember. I was asked by a friend of mine, he owns a business and he's like, say, I'm not, I don't want to say who it is or what it is, but okay. say like he's in like construction or whatever. And he knows a mate who was de- doing, um, like he was in a completely different, it was like, say, we'll say dog grooming or something okay. like that. And the children did a collab on a thing and it was like, if you follow this page, I'll give you a free like piece of furniture that I'm after making <laughs> or whatever and like, like he dog room and furniture he got, he got on top of, he rang me and he was like oh can you promote this thing for me I'll give you whatever and I was just like please I, no I actually called him out on it I was like are you fucking stupid I was like what <laughs> what has this got to do with that I was like listen Dell boy I says back out with this fucking now like whatever oh I gave him awful abuse for it I was like they can't in 2023 you can't be at this shit like no you, you can't you can't yeah. like no it's just even if you're not a, like a, you don't have a degree in marketing or whatever it's common sense those followers are going to be nothing for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to be nothing for you. And it's the biggest difference between, say, like, an influencer's page, because with them, again, it is just volume. Like, because mm. it's it's insights, it's metrics, it's eyes. Mm-hmm. It means they can charge more for their posts. It means that they have, you know, more of a kind of, more of something to, to hone into. Where they run into trouble then is, say, if they're trying to launch a brand or if they're trying to, you know, mm. if they were one thing, say if they were, got their following be- between being a new mum and then just never spoke about it again, or just didn't decided that they didn't want to. Yeah, know. like me. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine they got their following like that. That would be really no, weird. No, my first baby when I announced that I was pregnant, I got like three thousand followers or whatever, and I didn't really do any mammy stuff, and they all just kind of fell off the wagon. Yeah, so they were like, "Cool, what are we doing here?" Yeah, yeah. Like, Why did you follow me? I just told you I was pregnant. Like, yeah. I wasn't trying to get just. They expect a whole like brand change. No. Yeah, <laughs> it's like every day is going to be like being a mother no. is. Oh, it's so important. But like that's where you have to be. Um, most careful as an influencer whether it's with mm. the brand I feel like again if you were to be doing like things that weren't really that authentic things that didn't really make sense just to get a follower growth so somebody could look and go oh deadly they've 10,000 followers yeah but how much product are you selling mm. yeah and that's the thing I'm like if you have a thousand people that are purchasing product absolutely like that's your that's your money do you know mm. versus if you have just 20,000 not bought accounts but inactive accounts just kind of sitting there I feel I find it like people's perceptions are kind of changing and I think a lot of brands perceptions are changing as to like how micro advocacy like people who are smaller like creators with a really great community around them yeah can talk really well about the products and kind of use it that way versus they're still I think sometimes in Ireland they're still this why are they getting that yeah yeah Yeah. you're like well you know nothing about the metrics of this page so I don't really have to tell you, Susan. It's just, it's a bit, it's tough though. I think obviously for you as a, as a brand owner to kind of, especially, you know, as I said, like user generated content, that's free. You're just giving it to people and hoping that they create content with it. And it's great because you get to kind of promote it. But then like, how do you scale? Like what's the next steps? Like what's, what's next, shall we say? Yeah. So, so I agree with that definitely. Um, And most of my, growth that I see on my page like if I get an influx of followers or a good few orders in a day it actually always comes from smaller influencers yeah. with just really loyal yeah. followers mm. who are like wow I want that yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and their their pictures get loads of comments and loads of interaction where some really big people that I've kind of 
work not worked with but like that have had my product like it's great that they use it but it didn't nothing really happened from it and when you go into their comment sections and stuff it's not as interactive i suppose Mm -hmm. so it's not i think it's not as much of a community Mm. yeah um which is what what i think what people love now when the influencers writing back to them and they are having that conversation of using products and stuff. Yeah. But um, what did you ask me again? <laughs> I was like, how do you scale? So obviously you went from, sorry, I was like, how do you scale? Yeah. Like what's next? So I suppose you launched the brand, mm-hmm. started off kind of, you know, PR list, all that other kind of yeah. stuff. What is, how do you go from where you were to like being featured in Vogue? So the, the so I was, I was launched about, oh God, it's only about two months. And um, the Irish Times did a piece on like 50 people to watch in 2023. You were like, oh, <laughs> I was like, what, me? <laughs> That's so crazy. Um, yeah. So I was lucky. I got in that. So there was like all different categories. And then there was like fashion and beauty was one. And the, there was like five of us. And the other four people were in fashion. Wow. So I was the only person that got put into it for beauty. I love that they were like, oh, we need someone for beauty. This is all about you. <laughs> yeah, you, you can do it. Um, so that got me a lot of attention because I was online and I was in the physical um, mm-hmm. paper as well. Yeah. Wow. So then different people from different Irish magazines were kind of reaching out to me and saying like, oh, I'm a beauty editor. I'd love to try your product. And then they were putting me in like Irish Tatler and different things like that. Um, and that got me, that got me a lot of cover. Ireland's really good to launch, to launch in because it's so small. So and small you can really get like, and even influencers, like most people in, like say in different sectors, like beauty, most makeup artists, influencers know of each other or are friends with each other. Yeah. It's not like there's absolutely millions. Mm. You can get eyes on your brand and the same eyes quite quick. Yeah. Um, so that was great for, um, kind of coverage. And then I got in with a retailer that is in Paris and Madrid. It's called Lanconicom and it's like a, it's like, it's just, it's an online retailer, but it'll be really high end. So how products. did you get in with them? When you say I got in with them, like, what do you mean? So when I started off every single day, I would say I wrote to a hundred. Flat out. Yeah. I'd be like, here's my brand. I'd love to be in yeah. your retail. So this, this particular place got back to me. And then it was great because, because they're only online, they don't have a physical store. So yes. they invest a lot in their online marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all of a sudden my products were like popping up on youtube ads and stuff like that you know like in the middle when it might show a few products and you can click on the link um so that was great and then as they were doing that i taught myself how to do the facebook ads and stuff so then i started doing that myself the next phase for me is getting in more physical stores yeah yeah because one of the main things is i really love your products but i don't know which one to wear because you know like it's so even taking a picture of the product itself is really hard sometimes a pink can look orange and sometimes it can yeah. look hot pink and sometimes it can look really shadowy and dark. So yeah. it's really hard to get a true to color picture that isn't only because prof- I have professional pictures, but taking them yourself is really hard. Mm-hmm. And um, even when influencers use it in a picture, you don't know exactly kind of have they put something over it or something yeah. on it, what's yeah. their natural skin tone like. So all that makes such a big difference. Mm-hmm. So the next step for me is launching in a, Irish retailer yeah. and I'm going to be soon I just I'm wait. it's finalised and everything is done it just hasn't been launched yet but it's going to be launched in the next I'm hoping in the next month or two Ooh. and it's physical retail and it'll be physical retail that's exciting that's yeah exciting. so that's really big because do you know what it was I was doing a <clears throat> I was doing a tour around some retail spaces this week with work and we went into Hub and I had a lot of people from the UK with me and I was trying yeah. to kind of explain into Beauty Hub, Planet Beauty in Brown Thomas. And I was like, it's so nice to see that they have sculpted. They yeah. have Cash Beauty. They have 
pestle and mortar they have like lots of Irish brands now kind of like dotted around mm. and I was like it's so funny because obviously back in the day like trying to get into Brown Thomas that's when you were like Charlotte Tilbury big do you know what I mean yeah. like you yeah. knew you were like oh my god finally but there's now they have this kind of cool like hub is such an interesting concept to me yeah. so I'm like they've new brands kind of like trending brands and it it's like it's more of a place to explore and it's more of a place to spend time versus before I feel like it was real destination shopping. It was like, I'm going into BTs because I want to buy a MAC lipstick. Yeah. Now yeah. it's like, I'm going to go into Hub and just kind of spend a bit of time browsing around. What's this thickening spray? I've never seen this before. You know, and it's like hair care, especially. Mm-hmm. I just find it so interesting because I feel like hair oh, care is it such It wasn't a, yeah. accessible at all. No. Like the KA jeans, the Olaplexes. Yeah. You the, hadn't a clue. I was only in there the other day and I was like, oh, I didn't know you could buy this off the shelf. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, mad, and you're like wandering around. You're like, oh my god, they've like did know uh, Sam McKnight just launched his stuff, and I was like, wow, this is brand new. You know, I was like, mm. so many new things and cool things. And I think that's like, I think that's nice about Irish retail. They kind of taken a little bit of a step back and a step forward. You know, like they've taken a step back from the way that it used to be. Mm-hmm. It was a very you had to be super premium. And you had to be immediately. You know, now you've got all different price points, like. The price point of cash beauty versus the price point of pestle and mortar do you get me mm. versus you know i've got orbe in there and you know just amazing really top high-end mm-hmm. brands expensive brands versus more accessible kind of trending brands um which i think is really exciting so with, i think if that's the way that irish retail like that's just one example but if that's exactly. the way that like irish retail continues to go it's really exciting as obviously an irish beauty brand owner yeah to be like they're actually listening. They're starting yeah. to like look at these things and go, okay, let's let's do, you know, let's do a vo- small volume order, but let's try it out. Let's kind of have that conversation. Have, yeah. have you, because I find you've such a strong brand identity, right? But do you find it hard to kind of convey the message that it's like you are one bloke? It's <laughs> like you're a, you're a startup, you know what I mean? Because I feel like yours is so polished. That those messages might not connect as easy as say something yeah. like sculpted by Amy. Everyone's like, who's Amy? You know mm. what I mean? Like, or, yeah. you know, a cash beauty was very much that kind of like marketing machine behind Kaylee and all those kind of other things. It was like, do you find it being, do you find it having such a strong brand identity? Do you think you've kind of like traded off on some other things? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So like I know your name's on it, but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I think the main difference, the first difference, not the main difference, is when I started it, I, like, I, I wasn't an influencer. I, yeah. I don't do anything yeah. like that it was just a business yeah whereas i think people expect now if you are a small business that you have you be a history influencer. being an influencer yeah, or yeah. being something yeah. um so yeah and again, even like like you said i find it so weird sometimes because when i write um, a work email i'm like do i say we or me like yeah. i'm doing and i always say we because it just sounds more professional but in yeah. the end i want to be like by the way like we is one person like i'm on my own yeah i don't have any help so I do think, yeah, when you go more down like the handmade looking route, people know that you're going to be on your own and it's mm. a really small business. When you do have something manufactured and it looks professional, I do think you don't get people thinking it's me in my apartment with yeah. my spare bedroom with a hundred boxes of stock, yeah. packing them myself, walking down to my UPS drop off point. Like, you know, every single yeah, part of it I do myself. Like, and now I'm doing, yeah. Yeah. But that is the nice thing about <coughs> social media because I can make, I often make TikToks showing me back in an yeah, order yeah. or show me like walking to get a coffee in the morning. Yeah. And then I did one like where I went to like buy the issue of Vogue I was in and things like that. So I think you can really, on different social media platforms, you can have di- 
my Instagram's probably more professional. Yes. Then my TikTok's a little bit more personal. Day in the me. life, kind of like actually yeah. understanding the, the guy mm. behind the brand. Because even yeah. your emails, you have your own font. Like yeah. it's those little details that I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I love. I don't know yeah. why I'm like, you, yeah. Uh, Carla loves a font as well. Yeah, yeah, I love a font. It's a real font girl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like just everything about it is so quintessentially you. I just wonder if it's like, oh God, how do you become commercial while also protecting your brand? Well, so it's just me. I'm on my own here. One of yeah. my friends always uses the we term as well because she's <laughs> yeah. she's always like we and she's like it just makes me feel less alone. Mm. She yeah. always says we. She's like we we have been doing we have been X we. Yeah, I, I think of changing it sometimes and I'm like shut up because every every yeah. brand is we. It's yeah. always we. Mm. Even, we yeah. yeah, and it just sounds professional, but just it is so me. you know it's just yeah. me. It's just me. You guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell yeah. us a little bit about so you have a collaboration with Craft Cocktails. Yeah. So what because obviously. Alcohol and beauty, hand in hand, guys. Yeah. It's like furniture and dog grooming. (laughs) It's the exact same. (laughs) But how did that come along? And tell us a little bit more about that and what it is and how how it goes. So I just thought, okay, I can't do another launch for a while because I I, I have zero money to do that. So I can't launch a whole new range of products. Mm. I was like, what could I do? And I was watching and just like that. And yeah. they were, I love Cosmopolitans. I always love Cosmopolitans. I have a pink blush called Cosmo Flush, inspired by a Cosmo. So I was just said much. It's like, I need, like, I need to think, like, what's, a, what's not beauty? Because I said, I don't want to collaborate with a beauty brand because I want a different audience to see me. Mm. But an audience that would still be interested in that. Mm-hmm. So I, so my, my mom is an artist and she actually did all my artwork for the brand, the painting I and stuff. It. It's really cute. It's so cute. So she did that. And then for my birthday, she painted, cause I love sex and city. So she painted me um, a picture from that. Of, it was like Carrie's wardrobe and another one of like stuff that Carrie had or whatever. So I was like, I could like do something with my mom. Cause she has a few followers as well. And they'd probably be, and then I was like, they, she always re shares my stuff. You know, her followers have seen me. Mm. So I was like, okay, well I have my blush and I have one of her prints. If I need to like, what, who else could I collaborate with? And then I just thought of craft cocktails and I sent them an email. And then we just had a phone call and we were just talking like, what can we do? And they were saying, look, we have a Cosmo. So it doesn't really make sense. Like making a Cosmo. Yeah. Like a different Cosmo. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just for you. Cause it's cause you like a classic Cosmo. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't need, like you don't need to change yeah. it. And he's like, it might not make sense. Like what else could we do? And then we just decided on just a nice, really nice PR launch and a few giveaways. They said, we'll brand some of the bottles. We'll put your branding yeah. on it. We'll send them out to you. And then you can do whatever you want with them to kind of generate a bit of hype. So I just sent them all that together last week. So they're starting to get to people now. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just like, I just felt like it was a really, even on my page, it just looks at home, the Cosmo. Like it's not, it's not dog grooming and yeah. furniture. <laughs> no, no, you know, it, it feels, it fe- and even besides my brand, it's such like, if you knew me, it's a real... Like it's it's a really good collaboration for me. It's very honest. I love that. Like that's so. Mm. I love the fact that it wasn't like oh we just kind of it was like no this is another thing that is so me. You were like yeah. love a Cosmo. It's like me with a mark. You never yeah. see me without one. I'm like constantly there. Yeah, like, line I of shakers coming soon. <laughs> I'll be there, gang. Yeah, but like there's always there's such a um there's such a purpose almost behind it because mm-hmm. it's so like now that you've said it I'm like oh my god that makes so much sense yeah. Yeah. you know I'm like yeah. oh that's perfect Definitely. I love that Cosmo flush and, and it felt like, really nice because when I was in lockdown craft cocktails were a huge part of that for me yes <laughs> that's kind of the, I think when I think of them I just think of lockdown and yeah. they came to the rescue and we didn't have any cocktails yeah. at home yeah. honestly do you remember like that is crazy so like 
just for anybody, craft cocktails. So 1661, which is like, Amazing. I'm going to go right ahead and say the best cocktail bar in Ireland. Yeah. Like there is just nothing like it. The Everything about it. My cousin works there. But anyway, everything oh, really? even so, yeah, <laughs> but even before, I didn't even know. I remember I arrived there and I was like, great, what are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, but um, it's just an incredible mm just a cool community in a co- like you feel like you're part of it like it's really it's hard to explain it's so irish but so cool and like their menu is so curated and it's just one of those things that again strong brand identity you're all over it they do putching tours mm. like for tourists which i think is savage like through like you know, it's just cool and obviously then lockdown happened so they started craft cocktails from the premise beside them but craft cocktails is so opposite to the way that they brand themselves yeah. in 1661 because 1661 is like dark smoky kind of masculine cool yeah. like very edgy craft cocktails is like bubblegum colors cool like bold fo- font <laughs> bold fonts <laughs> bold font. yeah i love a font but anyway, yeah. like bold fonts really like cute and marketable and then as he said they just came through because everybody was like i'd love a bloody i'd love to not be drinking wine every night and they're like don't worry we've sorted it out <laughs> yeah now we've craft cocktails yeah so it's like a cool another homegrown irish business story and it's like the two of them together just i think makes Mm. it's also a really nice feeling to think like another irish brand kind of has your back and wants to help you yeah definitely do you know they were like oh we were reading your website and like we have loads of the same beliefs where we work and we would love to support you so it just feels really nice because I obviously work from home. I work alone. So you're alone. I'm alone yeah. all, all the, the time. time. No colleagues, essentially. No. Sometimes, like, you wouldn't talk about it. I, my boyfriend works from home, too. But we work in separate rooms. Yeah. And he'd always be on um, meetings and video calls. Mm. So, like, I can't really be, be like, hey, talking much. Yeah. Go for lunch. Yeah. yeah, so it, it, it is nice kind of expanding. And even doing stuff like this, it's lovely meeting more people. Because yeah. mm. when I worked in a hair salon, you were just, it was people all day long. Yes. God, it was one extreme to the other, really, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And it wasn't, it was, it wasn't even just like customers when I was teaching, you have like, you could have like 15, 20 year olds mm-hmm. with you all day asking yeah. your help and chatting to you. And then they have a customer in. So it's like a client and a student and you. So it's really, really busy. Mm-hmm. Whereas now it's like just me talking to my UPS drop off man. Yeah. <laughs> and I've, I think that's interesting what you said there. Cause I had this conversation with someone the other day. Cause they were talking about, you know, like I worked in a beauty hall like years ago and I worked for a while there. Mm. And oh my God, all the time, the managers, no chatting, no chat. We are like, hello, we're like makeup and like, we're makeup and hair artists here. All we do is speak. All we do is chat shite all day. That's the point. Like that's part Mm. of who we are. That's our culture. You can't like shove somebody then into like, and be like, no, we need to be professional here. What do you, people are walking in going, oh, the girlies. Yeah, exactly. Because talking is the least professional, unless it's somebody who might be buying a product. Yeah. Just really weird. And it's like such a different kind of. People look in, in, especially in that environment, I would be thinking, oh, no, very unapproachable. Don't go near, don't go near. Just avoid, just avoid. Walk past. Because yeah, the minute you yeah. walk over, it's going to be like, hey, what are you, mm, mm, yeah. <laughs> just having a look, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, um, and it's this real kind of like mammy where it's like, well, I mentioned the girls were all talking to each other. So I said, I'm going to turn around, <laughs> walk straight back out the door. It's yeah. like, that's just not how no. people are anymore. It's like a social community. Like people want to think that like everyone's talking about beauty to each other and like what are those conversations? Definitely not about the session that they're on last night. Maybe they're talking about a new launch or you know mm. something yeah. that might help me. Yeah. So I think it's interesting that you said like in hair that's all you're doing. You're literally like talking to customers all day. You go from that to being like I am a solo brand, a solo star. I am a brand owner. Have to do everything myself. So what's next? What is what's the next thing I suppose for you? So at the moment, I am working on three new products. 
which are kind of an extension. They're not they're not blush, but they're mm. like mm, kind of within color that family. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Color kind of covers everything. So yeah, we'll say it, color. it's colors. Yeah, <laughs> so it's it's within that. So obviously, then launching mm-hmm. in a retailer. And then it's going to be, I, like, I really want to just get out there more, meeting people, going into stores, talking to people, teaching them about the brand, teaching them how to use the products and stuff like that. So just kind of getting out there more. Yeah. I think the first year is, I'm really impatient. So, like, I just want stuff to happen yesterday. I want things to happen really quick. Mm-hmm. Whereas now things are actually starting to happen like, a lot mm-hmm. faster. Yeah. yeah. So so it's great. So, yeah, getting into retailers. I mean, every day is just, like, I have a, a different task of things I want to do. And you never know. Like the other week I got up and I had X, Y, and Z to do. And then just my Instagram shop broke. So I took two days fixing that. Then you have like two days where you're not posting, you're not really talking to people as much. So then those things happen. There's nothing you can do. You know, you're Mm, just trying every day. But yeah, I never, I never, like I always think of like the big picture as in I want to be huge. But you have to just think of like little things every day to get you there. Yeah. So at the moment it's getting into a really nice retailer in Ireland. Excited. Yeah. yeah, it's exciting. That and is like it's gonna be mad to look back in like five years and go, Jesus, do you remember I was telling the girls on that podcast like I had a few blushes out? Yeah, look like you know what I mean? Mm. I can see that kind of happening. It's like I, I just think it's really exciting, isn't yeah, it? Like so to exciting. be you obviously at this point and like seeing it grow and getting to talk to as he said, come over and like you reached out to us and I was like, Yeah, this is cool. Like let's yeah. have a chat, like let's let's mm. talk about it because I feel like there is that real like in Ireland, we only want to buy Irish brands, but we want to begrudge everybody who has an Irish brand. I know. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's like a weird balance. You have to yeah. like have a nice brand, but like don't be cocky about yeah, it. Yeah, oh no. And yeah, it's, it, it, it is hard. But yeah. like you said, I think once you get out there yourself and talk and people can actually hear you talking yourself and they're not just reading a paragraph on your website or they're not just seeing like a little clip here and there. When, when, when people can hear you and hear your message I think yeah. it does resonate with them and you'll attract the right people in yeah that the yeah. kind of customers yeah, that the you customers you want yeah, to exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah your community with those people who they don't want to just scroll on by if you're actually interested then we, uh, kill this yeah, message exactly. for you yeah. <laughs> and you're like perfect I'd, I'd seem to have got you yeah um Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been lovely. It's, it's been, been a lovely chat. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. lovely to meet you and yeah. get yeah. to talk. Great chat. Love, love learning everything that we absolutely can about yeah, it. Yeah, and I, I hope you love your products. I know, I'm so excited. I can't wait to like, I was like, I actually, you know, we record very early, so we did a couple of episodes before here, but I was like, I can't wait to now, I'll do my face yeah. and actually yeah, sit down and be yeah. able to use it. Yeah. Put my cocktail in the fridge and yeah. have a, have a bottle, you know. Yeah. 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 Um, where can we find you on social media? I'll link everything down below. So yeah, it's Lukey Lukey Beauty on TikTok, on Instagram, and then my website is lukeylukey.com. So no beauty in the website. Oh. Just Lukey Lukey. Just Lukey Lukey. Yeah. And then do merch. Do merch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> my Facebook bags, is just Lukey Lukey, I think. I'm not sure. I don't really use yeah. my Facebook very much. Yeah, oh it's yeah. Mad. It's such a different demographic. It's mad, isn't it? But you need it apparently, like it, nothing will perform unless you have but it. But they're all linked up now. They all are owned yeah. by Meta. So like your all your advertisement and stuff is done through the Facebook. One. Even yeah. though my ads only show on Instagram, oh. you have to like set them up through Facebook, which oh. is it's so mad. random. Yeah. Whatever. I'm not thinking about that today. I know. You're not. That's another day. That's another, we'll talk yeah. about that another time. <laughs> Perfect. Another day and another time. Uh, Loki, thanks again. It was, it's Thank been you lovely so chatting to you and we wish you all the best for the future. We'll probably have you on. In on a, again. In, let's in talk a about year it. or two. And yeah. Like, where are you now? Yeah. Where are you now? No, let's yeah. talk about scaling and growth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's talk about digital marketing plans. Yeah. <laughs> oh, amazing. Yeah. Um, so thanks a million for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we will talk to you next week. Bye.
Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.